society, culture and class in America. Live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Renaissance woman, Melissa Itell Duran. And you go to Melissa Vision on Roku TV, uh, Amazon Fire, uh, or go to MelissaIteldJoran.com and check out the documentaries on her. She's terrific. And, uh, and you know, she's got several books out. She's the author uh, of several on different subjects. And she's a novelist. She's a million different things. Uh, without further ado, our host each and every week, Melissa, how are you? I'm doing great, Frank. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. And... Um, Kind of a, a weird uh, week or a weird intersection uh, for uh, for former President Donald Trump. Um, you know, he's a couple days away from the South Carolina primary, which you know, let's face it, he's uh, he's expected to win and win big. And then, uh, and secondly, he's uh, I think since the last time you and I spoke, he lost three hundred and eighty something million dollars. And um, I think Tish James said of. If uh, if he doesn't cough up, that uh, that she's going to start pulling property away from him. So it's a weird, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, week uh, for him, and a, a, you know, kind of a cross section of things that are happening in his life. Yes, and I I really don't know how he's going to fit in campaigning when he's got all these problems not in his head, in his mind, and and plus he's got other court appearances coming up that will coincide with. Super, you know, with Super Tuesday, uh, and plus all the baggage that's following this, I really don't know how it's possible. And I, I you know, and, and plus now he's he just came out with a line of skull painted sneakers. Did you see those? <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarre. You can't make it up. Oh my God! No, it's... you can't. You can't. And his rallies are something else. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> things that come out of his mouth and, yeah. and not jokes. They're, they're real. Yeah, it's it's the Twilight Zone. We're living in the mm-hmm. Twilight Zone. And, we sure uh, do. Yeah, wow. You know, I, I did a show the other day, and, and the guy was so, um, he, like he idolized and idealized uh, Trump so much, and it was just unbelievable. Like, he doesn't find any fault. The, the host, it was just like a, it was a friend's show, and, you know, I just kind of did it. It was like a podcast and uh and he and and the people that work on the show they're all they they just idolize trump they they don't see any fault whatsoever and you know like when i i said something along the lines of uh you know obviously he uh um you know he brings you know uh, some of this on himself and a lot of this on himself and this is me knowing how they feel about him uh, after the show, they were like, "What did you mean? He, he brings—he didn't bring any of this on. It's the liberal media, you know. It's the—you uh, know—they're uh, out to get him. They're just—and I said, no, no, listen, yeah, I get it, but come on. I said, uh, I said, I know him, and I—I I had a good relationship with him, and I, you know, I don't hate him or whatever, but come on, you, you, you got to admit, he's—he brings—he brings a lot of this on himself. He was like, yeah, well, we don't see that at all. We don't see him, you know. In other words, like they haven't." They don't see him having done anything wrong whatsoever. And uh, it, it just amazes me. These are the people that he was talking about when he said, I could shoot uh, somebody, I can kill somebody on, uh, on Fifth Avenue, and, uh, and they'll still love me. Or whatever. These are the people he's talking about, and there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. 
Well, there are. There are. But it, but the thing is, is his base enough to, if he should really get the nomination? I mean, this is all, you know, we're, we're, we're presuming he will, but, you know, when he actually is there physically to receive it, or will he be behind bars? I don't know. Yeah. Or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, will the party have a change of heart and say, uh, I don't think so. I, you know, this is not the visual. This is not good. You know, you're accepting from behind bars. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're in prison, Donald. You know, you're in prison. Yeah, you yeah. And, and and what are you going to do? You're going to you're going to televise your acceptance speech and and have your 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 some of your <laughs> prison mates seated in the background. <laughs> It'll be funny. You'll be. Imagine? <laughs> His uh, his his uh, co-prisoners, or you're gonna have the guards acting silly behind him, like you know, waving, <laughs> holding up signs that say "Hi, mom," you know, the the correction officers or whatever. Right. right Orange right. jumpsuit. You know, I I mean, I, I yeah, it's just listen. This is bizarre. It, it is. It's just bizarre, and we're we're living it. It's our country. It's our it's our process. Uh, Frank McKay. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Melissa, com is a great place to start. Uh, let me tell you another thing. Um, uh, you know, I was talking about this host, and it's just worth bringing up again because of, you know, Kool-Aid drinking that uh, that goes on. And, uh, you know, I know he's probably listening to us. I know he listens to us. Uh, and, um, and one of the things that he, um, uh, you know, one of the things that he was saying is, you know, uh, Frank, you, you're you're thinking about this and you're thinking about that, but uh, in all the swing states uh, right now, and and he gave a bunch of swing states, and he said uh, there's a two or three point lead by uh, by Trump over Biden right now, and I said, you know, if I were you, I'd be frightened to death with two or three points. He doesn't need two or three points uh, lead. He needs uh, he he needs a lot more than that. When it uh, when it comes down to it, I, I said if he's not up by nine or ten points in those swing states, I, I said panic. You know, if you, if you're a Trumper, uh, panic because he's going to need it. You're going to have women coming out of uh, out of the droves in droves yeah. to vote against him. And for the first time, you're going to get these millennials who who've never voted before, right? They, they they've never done anything. They talked the big game. Or, yeah, or or more or less, um, these people. Vote, who were born in the generation known as um, Generation um, Z, um, Gen Z. Yeah. If I'm, yeah. They, some of them are, are turning. Um, they were born in let's say 2001, 2000. Yep. They're turning they're, 22, 23. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe a little bit younger. Yeah. That's a that's a big um, um, uh, vote, um, voting block, block. Yeah. Huge. That's to focus on we know about millennials yes the millennials have been yeah they're in and out of this and they say yeah i'm going to do that now i'm not i'm changed my mind they've also been through a lot financially many of them have not been able to to be as financially successful as their parents because of the economy there aren't that as many millennial home buyers as as um, that we've had in, in in the past if um, from the previous generation you know because of the, the way the tide of, of the economy has turned but now people are focusing. People in the know are focusing on this this other generation, this new generation, and, uh, and who are out of age. Yeah. Now they, um, not my favorite generation. I, I don't like how they're handling the Palestinian 
thing. Yeah. A lot of them. I can't say all of them because a lot of them are, are, are good, smart kids. Mm -hmm. You know, my kids all get uh, Israel. You know, they 100%. Uh, yes. I didn't have course. to. I didn't have to coach anybody yeah. I, or whatever. They yeah. they get they get that Israel is uh, is is our ally and that mm -hmm. they got attacked and all of that. But regardless of what side you're on, if that block votes and i'm not saying they're going to because they're young and maybe they don't care but they are talking a big game that uh that age that they're, uh, they're they're doing this they're doing that if they show up and vote uh, they're not voting for trump yeah no no they're not they're not so i, I don't know i this could this could if if biden remains in in, in the election this could be a, definitely a repeat of 2020 no doubt. Yeah. But, it, you know, we also have, yeah. Go ahead. Um, yeah, it's it's going down that line, you know, like it, uh, like it, it's, it's probably, it probably ends up the same way. But go ahead. You were going to say. Yes, if it does. Yes. I mean, if, as long as he's in, in, he's, he's in, you know, he's on the, he's, he's in play to this, you know, in the first, for the foreseeable future, because there's, there's been talk about Biden's future. Right. I mean, and we don't know. People say, oh. November is so close, but you know anything could happen. November actually seems like so far away, and and you know very well that in politics, uh, it, it is six months or whatever it is. Um, you, you can't think about that. You, anything could happen between then. You until you get to the final the final destination, uh, you just you know all bets should be off until you are very close to that because you never know what can happen. Yeah, I, I mean, it, there's an old expression. I heard it early on in, in politics, and it says if if you don't like the way things are going in politics, just wait. In 10 minutes, everything can be completely yep. different. So yes, it's hard it to is. predict anything now, but I'll tell you what. If Trump is up by two points in these swing states, and this is, you know, this is a die-hard, died-in-the-wool Trumper telling me this, uh, Trump's in trouble because he's it, that's going to dissipate. There's... There's more people. <laughs> the bigger turnout from women on Roe v. Wade is going to eliminate that immediately. I mean, Trump has to be, I think Trump has to be up nine, ten points in those swing states. Because California doesn't matter. New York doesn't matter. Texas doesn't matter. Um, you know, because they're going to go either, you know, Democrat or, uh, or, or Republican, um, uh, respectively. You know, it's, uh, these are blue states, uh, you know, California and New York. Um, uh, Massachusetts and Texas, of course, is that red state, and you're gonna some of these southern states. But there's there's like a whole movement that is going uh, that is going on. There's another guy that's that's kind of interesting uh, what he's doing, and I can't. Re oh my God, I've had him on my show, and it's so disrespectful that I forgot his name. But um, <clears throat> he's had this whole movement going. He's an African American um, activist, and. Uh, he's been pushing this movement for, I don't know, 20 years, um, trying to get uh, black voters to, to migrate into southern states, certain southern states. He's saying basically ignore this state, but go here and go there and go that. And uh, I think there were nine states that he concentrated on. And, uh, and you know, he came out with a study recently that, um, that they think— uh, you know, uh, like things could actually uh, turn in some of these states. Now, again, you know, that's his study and it's his book. And, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's not going to uh, he's not going to announce ah, that's a waste of time. He's going to say, of course, there's success here. But the one thing is that if the African-American voter shows up, 
I, I don't think that's a Trump voter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You no, agree? I, don't. I agree, definitely, yeah, yeah. It's Although the Trump campaign claims that more um, more minority voters are coming to their side, more uh, blacks, Hispanics, uh, other people who just feel betrayed by, by, by Joe Biden and the Democrats. Yeah. And by the way, Trump is holding a rally in the, in the Bronx, in the South Bronx, I believe. Wow. Oh, that's going to be yeah. interesting. Oh, that's yeah. the first. That's the first. Remind me to stay away from that one. I, that sounds like trouble from the get-go. <laughs> I can imagine the two sides lined up. I mean, you're going to have people with, uh, um, you know, with swastikas on one. Oh, no. Yeah, you know, not that they all, you know, I, I'm, uh, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't joke about it, but you're going to have, um, you know, people with, um, you know, what they call those uh, Confederate flags, and then you're going to have black activists on the other side. Yeah, that's not a great place to go. That's not a not a place you would go casually. Oh, boy. I don't know. This is all it remains to be seen. I'm sure Newsmax or one of the other Trump-friendly stations, I mean, maybe Newsmax, one of them, Not. I don't know if Fox will, will televise that. Even might, maybe. I don't know. They, they, they try to, you know, tread their... They try to um, tread lightly, you know, kind of. Yeah. Yes, yes. I don't know. Yeah. It remains to be seen. It's, this is a, this is an interesting time. Yeah. Yeah. Hearing the voice, Melissa Itell, join our host each and every week, Frank McKay here with Melissa. Um, yeah. Just yeah. It's it, it's it's crazy. But one of the things, you know, I, I want oh, I wanted to say this about about black voters, and this is why, if. Um, if Michelle Obama ever decides to get in here, and I'm not saying she is, I'm not saying she isn't, I I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if, if she would want it. Uh, some people say, you know, first woman, first African-American woman, um, she would be the first person ever to be the, she would beat out Hillary, right? I mean, completely beat out Hillary. Mm-hmm. Um, more popular first lady than Hillary, Hillary was. And, and not that I'm a big Michelle Obama person mm-hmm. by any means, but she certainly... Uh, is po- more popular than Hillary. Let's let's face it, and she would dwarf Hillary in every sense by doing it if she ever got elected. But here, here's the thing: when Joe Biden, uh, uh, better yet, when Hillary Clinton ran against Trump in 2016, she got 76 percent of the black vote, which is a you know big number, right? It's a big number. Mm-hmm. But when Barack Obama ran. He got 99, I mean, 99.1% of the black vote or something like that. I mean, it's unbelievable what he got. Now, if that doesn't sound significant, keep in mind, that means every time you see an African-American walk into um, uh, into a voting booth uh, or, or into a voting polling place, uh, it's a guaranteed vote for... Uh, for Barack Obama, uh, when Hillary was running, it's uh, you know seventy-five percent chance that she's going to get that vote. That's a huge difference, Melissa. I mean, a tremendous yeah. difference. And I, I'm not saying it's not a big percentage, uh, but if if you have uh, Michelle Obama, Michelle Obama ever deciding to run, uh, she's going to get woman votes. She's going to get. Uh, people who like celebrities, you know, they don't know any better. They're just going to go with a celebrity. Um, 
Trump haters, any Dem is going to get there. Biden's getting the Trump haters. In fact, I don't even know that there's anybody who really loves Biden, right? I don't know that President Biden is beloved by anybody. It's just the Dems, um, you know, that that would love any Dem that's there. They would love right. Jimmy Carter or, or Clinton or, or whoever. But I don't think anybody is, is, is in particular is is voting for Biden. I think a lot of those people are voting against Trump and voting for the Democrat, whoever the hell the Democrat is. Uh, what do you think about all that? I know I gave you a lot there to chew on, but um, you know, a black uh, candidate is, is, is and, and in this case, Michelle Obama, uh, African-American woman, uh, popular, uh, she wipes out Trump. You agree with that, right? So probably, probably. You know, it definitely would be a challenge for, for Trump to try to contend with her. It would. She could. I mean, he could. You know, he could. He could. You know, um, throw some darts at her. Figuratively yep. speaking. But, yep. Um, it, it would be. It would be tough. It would be tough. Yeah, I mean, Obama would crush. Like, if Obama could magically come back and vote, run for a third term, <laughs> he would crush Trump, right? I mean, there's no question about that. Yeah. Don't you think? I would. I would imagine so. Yeah, but, I mean. Um, that's uh, well. We'll have to see. We we don't know what's, you know. There are a lot of conspiracy theories out there that that things are going to change once we get to the, the Democratic National Convention. Yeah, I don't even know if they're conspiracy theories. They're they're legitimate well, theories. They're, you know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They're not conspiracy theories. They're theories. They're, they're, that's, I'm going to put it at that. They're theories. They're they're possibilities. Considering Biden's, you know. Um, Biden's fallen um, opinion poll numbers and his his uh, examples of of, of I, I wouldn't I don't know if it's dementia or not I mean his his detractors say oh it's a full blown case of dementia but his 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 difficulty remembering names seeing dead people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's Francois Mitterrand how are you <laughs> I've been dead since '96 I feel great yeah. He's talking. About, he's using a Ouija board when we're not looking. He's got. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, too, and and you know, I would give him a pass on this because I, you know, I certainly have sympathy for anybody that would have any kind of ailment like this. Uh, but uh, Joe Biden is historically, and I mean, this is a fact. I'm mean, an absolute fact. Joe Biden is a stutterer, right? And he battled with it. And I say it with every bit of respect. And I give him a million uh, percent credit for getting by it, becoming president or whatever. But he was a stutterer. And from what I understand, a terrible, terrible stutterer. Now, having said that, stutterers, when they learn to control it, they slow down their speech. And I look, I'm not saying it's all that. There's, there's no question. I mean, he's got he's got some some memory loss in there. There's no there's no question. I'm not I'm not I'm not giving uh, the president a, a pass on this. But President Biden uh, also I, I mean, if you look back at his whole career, he's a little slow. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, like he um, he's gaff prone. So he's slowed down and he's very careful uh, as he's putting out his words. Which, by the way, is even more pathetic because he makes so many <laughs> he makes so many mistakes uh, by doing that. But do you think the stuttering in his past has anything to do with with how sometimes he looks really confused? Well, 
it's, that's hard to say. The stuttering, I guess he's worked hard at trying to overcome the stuttering, but this goes beyond it. I mean, confusing yeah. names, which is common. It, it happens, you know, as you get, as, as people live longer, uh, some of them are bound to have memory problems. It's hard. Um, and, and, you know, Trump, Trump is, you know, he, he did a real, a very stunning one where he, he actually thought that, that, um, that Nancy Pelosi was Nikki Haley, and, <laughs> and he, I don't know, I don't know what prompted him to, I don't know what he was on, or, or, or whatever it is, maybe the stress of the, the constant litigation and the possibility of, of, of being indicted, maybe that's affecting his mind, I don't know, but um, he, yeah, how could he confuse her with Nancy Pelosi and then, you know, proceed to, you know, accuse her of failing to secure uh, the, the Capitol on January 6th? Yeah, I mean that wasn't a gaffe. That wasn't like no. that wasn't like uh, oops. But that was like a full blown episode. I, I mean, he was he was talking as if Nikki Haley was Nancy Pelosi. Like uh, you know, yeah. he he didn't slip up and and say, "Oh, Nancy." Oh, I mean, I'm sorry, Nikki. It wasn't like that. I mean, he he was talking for a while. He went on for a while, um, explaining how uh how she behaved on on uh, january 6th right wasn't that all and people were like what what oh my god he thinks you know he actually yeah. thinks that uh, it's it's uh nikki haley is it's pelosi frank mckay here with melissa i tell john our host each and every week but melissa talk about that I, I mean we should be a little frightened that both of our presidential candidates the most likely person to be president whether it's trump or Biden, those are the two most likely people to be president coming up, and and both of them are, are not in full, um, in, in full control of their uh, their mental capacities. They are. They're not uh, that. They're very. They're actually close in age. Yeah. Is they're Biden not, eighty yet? He's eighty-one. And Trump is what seventy-seven. Uh, when was Trump born? Forty-five or forty-six? Uh, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it's 46. And also, keep in mind, he was uh, born on Flag Day. So that's, what, uh, June 14th, I think. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So he's he's either 77 or 78, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, there's very few, very, you know, it's a couple of years difference, you know. And, and Biden is definitely, uh, I think he was born in 40, was it 42 or 41? I don't know. But yeah. Still, he's there. He's in his early 80s. You know, some people are great. Um, you know, Henry Kissinger died in the past year at 100. Yeah. He was. His mind was good. He was interviewed. He did make a couple of trips to some, you know, big, big time, you know, A-list conferences. Uh, physically, obviously. Bilderberg, right? Yeah. Was he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At 100, you couldn't expect him to, you know, to be the. You know the the uh, keynote. The, yeah, well, to not only to be the keynote, but to be the you know the shuttle di- diplomat he once was fifty right. over fifty years ago. <laughs> but he could handle an interview because the mind was very sharp. That's he's an exception, but that's not everyone. Many many people start to have a decline at, at eighty. I, I've seen this in you know in ordinary people, people who you know who we think are very active, whatever they have physical problems. And then they, you know, they, they, their personality changes. They they misconstrue things, and they tell you, "Oh no, I only, you did this. No, I didn't. Where did you come up?" So I'm thinking, "No, you've got your facts all wrong." They are starting to get a little befuddled. They are starting to lose 
you know, some some um, mental capacity, some memory. I mean, it, it, it happens as you wait. Biden has a, a bad, I think, a, 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 at least a, an, a, a fairly rapidly advancing case of that. And he's had, we've known this since 2020. You know, that's why they kept him in the basement, I think, yeah. during COVID. Yeah, probably to shield him from COVID and also to protect him from making, you know. Protect him from himself. Oh. Right. And they and, and, and almost in the defense of, oh, no, we have to you know, protect him from getting COVID. So, you know, he's going to stay there in the house. Yeah. I No, listen, you're 100% right. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Ronald Reagan, and, you know, I, I loved Reagan as a president. Um, but uh, he, you know, at the end, I mean, I think Nancy was uh, was running the show. And uh, the Bakers, right, James and Howard Baker and people like that were uh, Lee Atwater uh, while he was there politically was uh, was getting a lot done. Uh, but Ronald Reagan, uh, towards the end, I, I, he was, you know, he was uh, declining mentally. And uh, by the way, yes. he ended up having Alzheimer's, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Well, he did. He had yeah. he started. They claimed that Reagan was starting to show some symptoms of Alzheimer's at the very end of the administration. And and, uh, then, of course, years after he had left, it really started to come out. And they they announced that he he had been diagnosed. He had been officially diagnosed. He knew that this was, you know, that was the road he was on. And he he said the first thing he said in the statement was, I feel worried about Nancy because she will have to handle all this. And she did. And she did have to handle the, and it's, it's hard because they don't know, they become, they, this is becoming a vegetable. It's a living death. You don't know the, your family. You don't know where you are. You need constant care. And the end is, is can be very harsh. Yeah. Look, I have an 86-year-old uncle that I'm very, very close to, you know, very close mm-hmm. to. And he has a dementia. He has Alzheimer's. And, and, and I'll tell you, I mean, not to get too heavy here, but. Uh, he told me, and, and he was a brilliant man. He, he like you, uh, an Ivy Leaguer. Uh, he, he got two mm-hmm. master's uh, degrees from Columbia. And wow. uh, he, mm-hmm. was, he was a serious intellectual. Uh, you know, like, uh, and we used to have these great conversations. And, and he had a whole plan. Uh, and he, he, was, uh, he was asking me that if, uh, if he ever loses his mind, um, you know, to, uh, you know, that there's ways of, of killing him, you know, like to, to do whatever. And, of course, you know, I'm not going to do that, you know, and I, I would I would humor him while uh, while he was doing. But he did not want to he did not want to be without his faculties. He did not want to be without his his full mind. Now, at this point, he's healthy physically. Uh, he's happy. You know, I mean, ha- he's, he's in a great, you know, assisted living and, and whatever. I know this is not what he wanted or whatever, but. I, it, you know, it's there's no there, there's no uh, possible way that he's better off not being here than than being here. You know what I mean? He's uh, he's in a, a much um, much stronger um, situation than um, uh, you know than many people. But quite frankly, um, I, you know, he's he's just a little older than Trump and Biden, and uh, they they're running the country. And a couple of years ago, he was sharper than both of them. You know, maybe three years ago before he had this one fall. So we're talking about two people that when they're in their next term, their last term of, uh, of the presidency, they could be, and I think Biden is closer to that than Trump is, but uh, mm-hmm. Biden could be full-blown um, 
dementia, like uh, like my uncle and and a lot of his mm-hmm. his colleagues are there. And I'm not disparaging. I love my uncle dearly. But the thing is that yeah, there's no possible way that they're uh, they're living on their own. There's uh, there's no way that they're uh, certainly could run a business or run a, uh, uh, a household. Never mind, uh, you know, run a country. Never mind have their fingers on the uh, on the uh, on the pulse of or on the button uh, of nuclear war. Uh, and you know, it, it's it's kind of scary if you think about it. Uh, Trump and uh, mm. and and Biden uh, being our, our really only two choices at the moment. At the moment to be there, mm-hmm. and again, I don't. I did not want to get this heavy uh, with this, but uh, think about it. Does that scare you at all? Well, I mean, it's it's a, a sorry state of affairs that this is what we have, and people are going to. If, if if Biden stays in, you know, if, let's say uh, Al, um, um, Roger Stone's prediction doesn't come true. And people go to the polls. They, they most likely will just say, "Okay, you know what? I got to. I have to make a choice between the lesser of two evils, and I'm going to vote for Biden because I I can't, in all good conscience, vote for this character, yeah. Trump. With if 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 he makes it to the, you know, to the election, and he thinks in his mind he's got everything in the bag. Yeah, and and I think you you're right to say if, um, and and if I'm if I'm Nikki Haley, I'm hanging out. Um, I, I, I'm hanging out and I'm hanging in there and there's no way I'm getting out of this race. I'm going all the way up to the convention as a presidential candidate and I'm waiting for somebody. I'm waiting for somebody uh, to, uh, to cut a deal. And um, um, no matter how you slice it, uh, she's, got, she's got a day coming to her. And, um, and, and that day... Uh, is is going to turn into something? You know, I don't know. Uh, it's either going to be uh, not vice president under Trump, but if they come with some other name, if they pull some other name out of the hat, um, uh, Nikki Haley is going to be rewarded and and probably as VP. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it remains to be seen. She's not going anywhere. She's going to stick it out, so she says. And well, good for her. You know, good for yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she takes a lot of guff from him. She's probably, you know, she's punching back, and when she shouldn't feel intimidated. She should keep going if she can, you know, because you know, maybe he, you know, it's very possible he gets taken away, you know, in handcuffs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or he's told you have to report, you know, for your sentencing. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's just uh, amazing. Uh, Frank McKay here with Melissa Itell Join. Go to MelissaItellJoran.com or... Go to Melissa Vision on Roku TV and check out uh, check out the documentaries uh, there, Amazon Fire, or MelissaItellJoran.com. Um, uh, Melissa, when all... Oh, by the way, uh, something that came up, and I think it was just yesterday, uh, DeSantis ripped Trump. Did you, did you see that? Oh, what did he say? He said that uh, he didn't accomplish anything in his... Uh, he didn't accomplish a single Four thing. Four years. Yeah, in his first four years, and uh, that's that's hatred when you say that because he's out of the race. He's already endorsed Trump, reluctantly yeah. endorsed Trump. Reluctantly. Yeah, he wasn't going to go Nikki Haley because uh, you know I think his constituency is more Trump than they are Nikki Haley. 
Uh, and then secondly, um, he thought Nikki Haley should have been pushed out. He was ahead of her, you know, just a little bit ahead of her. And they pushed him to get him out. Um, so he's a little bitter there. But that was that's anger. That's hatred. That's something. Yeah. But when you say that about somebody that you recently endorsed, mm -hmm. um, that's a, that, that's a pretty heavy statement. Oh my God! Well, there's a lot of there's it, it, there's personal resentment. I mean, the, the, the two hate each other, and um, Sanders had, I guess, he who he had maybe he had a choice. I don't know. But ideologically speaking, he's not going to was not going to say you know surrender his delegates. Although I'm sure some of them decided to go their own way to Nikki Haley because the two of them certainly sparred a lot. And Nikki Haley does not you know hates Trump and. and and, and DeSantis is ideologically uh, similar to Trump, even though I'm sure privately behind doors he thinks he's the biggest buffoon ever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's this, this whole party is in such disarray. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's a mess. I, I, don't know, I don't know where it's going. And uh, I don't even know what's happening on the, uh, on, on, the, uh, on the minor party stuff. And again, that's my background. Um, you know, is in uh, third-party politics. I mean, you got Robert Kennedy Jr., and I don't know how many states he can get on the ballot. I, for, first of all, I think he, even with the Kennedy name, I think he pulls from Trump because he's got the anti-vaxxing uh, stance. He's a um, he's got the anti-vaxxing stance. He has all of these conspiracy theories that uh, many Trumpers have. You know, he's uh, he's a believer in a lot of things that that Trump type people believe in. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe he's a nightmare for Trump in certain uh, in certain areas. Uh, do you see that or uh, or do you think because of the Kennedy name, uh, you know, he's going to get Democratic votes? I don't know. He's a he's also a very he's a difficult pill to swallow. Yeah, because of his controversial anti-vax positions uh i don't know if i you know his own family isn't crazy about him <laughs> right that's just it i mean yeah he is uh you know he's somebody who lost his father violently lost his father at a very young age and um mm -hmm. um yeah something happened where, where did he where did it all go wrong for him because uh, he's He's a little, uh, he's a little bit of a, a, a jagged pill to swallow, right? I mean, he's not a, uh, he's not an easy, um, he, he's not an easy listen. No, no, he isn't, and he's got his niche, but I, I don't see him making great inroads. I don't. That's just my, my feeling. Yeah, uh, you know, he, his big splash was a, a Super Bowl commercial, which cost, you know, a couple million dollars. And uh, and it got some uh, it, it got some attention, um, you, you know, negative and positive. Um, but uh, it was, uh, you know, to me, it was a, it was a good announcement that he was there. I don't know what it does. Uh, I don't know. Uh, do you have any idea where he shows up on polls? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I mean, he's out there. He's to me, he's he's more of a, a libertarian kind of person. But I I don't know. Um, See that hurts Trump. That hurts Trump. That's not yeah, Biden. It could hurt Trump. It could hurt Biden a little bit. I don't know. I mean, he's 
he's he's trying to present himself as as a common sense alternative, and I I don't I don't know. I can't, I'm not sure I can see that. I don't think we're we're I don't think this country is ready to embrace this there a real third party candidacy. I mean you have you have no labels saying they're going to come they're going to bring together a Republican and a Democratic candidate to counter all this. And so far I haven't heard anything because Joe Manchin, remember him? Yep. He was they were did it. He was he was toying with the idea and then he said, "No, I have no intention to, you know, to challenge Joe Biden or anybody." Yeah, uh, it's it, look uh, you know they're getting pressure from all you know their their parties and the, uh, all the different things. I lived my life for 25 years trying to s establish a third major party, and I tried and I I tried. I mean I I dealt with billionaires, including Trump. I was the first mm -hmm. to give uh, Trump uh, a 50 state ballot access plan. Where I was the first person to serious and and I don't say this with any pride, uh, the way he acts sometimes, right? But uh, I was the first person to ever have serious. Um, conversations with trump about actually the, pro the about the process of running for president like he thought you just announced that you're running for president and it takes off and you know they are you know like i i actually have had you know 50 or 60 conversations all based around the idea that uh, that he could run uh bloomberg um you know all kinds of different people you know i i started you know when when perot was there i i don't see and again, this is me. I mean, you know, I was the national chair. I was the uh, the state chair of the Independence Party, which is the largest third party in the history yeah. of the United States uh, for 22 yeah. years. Um, I, I just don't see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just don't mm -hmm. see, um, uh, it, you know, it being viable now. I'm not saying it can't be done. But the thing is, I'm out of it. I'm I'm retired. I'm I've got <laughs> I've got no interest yeah. in in doing right. it. At the, I'm it's beat. Hard. I'm done. I'm. Yeah. I'm. They beat me yeah. down. I tried. I did whatever yeah. I can. No, you did great. You did great. And yeah. and and uh, you know you left a legacy. It's just that this country doesn't seem to be ready for it for some no, reason. They don't want it. You know, I. I people used to say I was like a, a scrat. Uh, he was that a prehistoric squirrel and what ice age he just kept going after that acorn you know like oh no no matter what and he would just follow that acorn no, and he just focused and focused and focused you know and they said that kind of uh, ribbing me or, or whatever but i yeah it's just i don't see it you know what i mean i just don't see it i don't see it happening now it's uh um and it's certainly not going to happen with trump around right trump is uh, uh you know trump is too polarizing nobody cares uh, about anything else other than Trump or the guy who's going to beat Trump. That's that's where the focus is. And, you know, that's that's what we're looking at. Uh, Melissa Itell Juran is the voice that you're hearing. We've got a couple of moments left with Melissa and uh, Frank McKay here, proud to be her co-pilot. Um, what, what do you think what do you think could happen with the anti Trumpers? And I mean, uh, the Lincoln Project, the uh, Liz Cheney's of the world. Are they going to get people on the ballot to try to vote peel or are they um uh, are, are they just about uh voting for biden to to keep trump from losing or whoever's running against trump uh yeah liz cheney yep is she a yeah. player anymore in this she She's fizzled out she i think her book is her i think her book is finished i mean it's it's not going to get it's not going to yield any more sales maybe it's on the sale you know it's on the discount bin or something it's Barnes and Noble. <laughs> you know, they have a, a box there or they have a, you know, um, um, recently reduced, you know, they splashed the price and 
know, maybe they'll have an autographed copy there, signed copy, and, and you know, what, what was it going for, $45 or something? <laughs> so now they now it's down to 15 <laughs> Oh, my God. Just hey, wait, wait a little while. They want to get rid of all these. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's been buying, you know, business has been slow. Now, she's been interviewed, you know, she's, you know, she is definitely against Trump, and she's, she went, um, she started attacking his Republican supporters saying, you know, take a look at yourselves in the mirror and think about what you're doing. <laughs> you know, she's going to want to give them the guilt trip. Yeah. Um, but um, she, you know, people thought, oh, maybe Liz, Liz Cheney will, will jump in and, and try to challenge Trump. But she hasn't so far. Yeah. You know, she's still reeling from the loss of, of her, her congressional seat to a um, a Trump-backed uh, and, and, and Trump-invested um Nominate uh, candidate. Yep. This this woman named I think her name is Harriet. I'm not familiar with her. Who won handily over um, Liz Cheney in the wasn't uh, even close. The, wasn't even close. Yeah, yeah. She she won pretty handily, and I don't think anybody really knew who this woman was. Yeah. But she got a big boost from you know from the Trump people. Yeah, they they finished her off, and that's that's the problem that uh, that Republicans have for speaking out. Uh, a, a lot of them hate her, hate him. You know, uh, McCarthy, for example, uh, um, he's uh, he's got to hate Trump, and uh, Pence hates Trump, right? I mean, uh, oh yeah. And who's yeah. the other? Uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, McConnell, uh, mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell uh, hates yeah. Trump. I mean, let's face it; they all hate him. They just can't say they hate him. I know. I know. It's- I don't know. This is a, a sorry state of affairs. This election, and uh, who knows what the what they're going to write about this this presidential campaign down the line in future books. Yeah, just amazing, Melissa. Great job as always, oh, and thank you, Frank. As always, we we thank everyone for listening thank each and every week. We sure do. We sure do. We love our our loyal listeners, and and uh, we we couldn't do this without you. And we're all in this together. Guys, thank you so much. Once again, Melissa, thank you. And to everyone else, thank you very much. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on the Melissa Itell Juran Show. You've been listening to Melissa Itell Juran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.